This is Susie, and I'm joined in the studio today with Zachariah Franklin, or as he is better known around campus, Snowy. Snowy is in his final year of study in the School of Arts and Social Sciences. Hi, Snowy. Hi, Susie. Thanks for having me. What are you doing at SUU? I'm studying a Bachelor of Arts with a major in Creative Writing and a minor in politics. Wow, sounds like a good mix of creative and more traditional academia. Do you have a preference for writing or the political studies? I wouldn't say I have a preference. I think the reason I came to university initially was to actually hone my creative practice. I was writing a lot at the time and I wanted to be around other creative students, start workshopping my work in that way and start thinking about it in a different way. But through the university process, obviously, I've done more of that, that academics type of writing and I think that I've actually grown to like that more and more as I've kind of progressed through my degree. Is this your first university experience? Not my first university experience. I initially went to Griffith University back in maybe 2012 I think it was and I was doing a Bachelor of Physics or Bachelor of um, Science sorry with a major in physics so very different. Were you good at science at school perhaps? Uh, yes so I th- my best subject at, in year 12 was physics and so I think I just sort of, when that when I was finishing up, I went and saw the careers counsellor and she sat me down and, oh, what's your best subject? And, oh, well, science and physics. And she's kind of said, okay, cool, that's sweet. We'll, we'll do a Bachelor of Science and you'll uh, we'll pick some physics subjects and you can, we'll find some careers around that. And that was sort of it. <laughs> so it took a little while for the real Snowy to um, show himself. Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, I only lasted maybe six months that first stint. You know, I just didn't have a very good experience. It was a long drive um, up there and you had to park maybe an hour away from the campus and walk in. And I had like $500 in parking fines in my first like three weeks. <laughs> it was just like, it was just like not, not the best experience, I would say. Wow. So SCU sounds like a big warm hug after that. <laughs> that is the perfect way to describe it, I would say. So, you know, I'm a Lismo student as well and your name's pretty familiar milieu around campus. Tell us about some of the activities that you've thrown yourself into. Yeah, I think maybe the first one, just starting off university and kind of not knowing anyone or anything, I came and just saw that there was a, um, a chess club in the activities on the, on the website. And I was like, oh, cool, a chess club. That's awesome. So I called the president. I, I love playing chess, obviously. And yeah, he worked in the tech department of the university and he kind of sat me down and said, hey, I don't really want to keep doing the, um, the chess club and we're kind of looking for someone to take it over. How about yourself? So yeah, I kind of jumped in and, and took over the club and, and just sort of started setting up chess boards in the plaza just whenever I could, whenever I had a break and I'd set boards up and just whoever would come and play would come and play and sort of grew it that way, I think. That's unreal. Is there a big chess community at Southern Cross? I would say so. I mean, there was, we had about 10 players maybe that would show up regularly and, and we'd play games. I still play with some of them. And yeah, I, th- I think it was just a really fun way to kind of engage initially and meet people and, and do some stuff and we'd get some funding. So we'd obviously, you know, I started buying more chess boards and chess clocks and and that was sort of just a, something fun to do to kind of engage with the community. And, and I loved it. And during COVID, did you go online? Yeah, we did go online and sort of play that way. I still obviously play with some of the players and we have chess.com accounts. We just play that way. So, yeah, we, we'd play maybe be like off campus sometimes and a few online games and stuff. Obviously, it died down a little bit just because people sort of 
all spread out. I believe in the earlier years of your degree, you got involved with the Byron Writers Festival. Yeah, that's true. That was with Jonty. Jonty heads that up and um, I'm so glad I did that because it was probably one of the, still one of the highlights, I think, of my university experience so far. It was just like such an amazing experience to be sort of in that environment and I'd never been to the Byron Byron Bay Writers Festival anyway, so I think just going to it would have had all the value and then actually sort of being in like sort of like a working newsroom and having to like punch out the articles quickly and and there's there's no time for like, you know, trying to get in the zone and try and like find your muse to write. It's just like you have to sit down and start writing immediately and yeah, I don't know. I I love the whole thing and the whole process and after the three days, you know, and writing all those articles and the stress, you kind of bond with the people in the room and you bond with Jonty a little bit and see a different side of her. Oh, it was just so much fun. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it again. Great. Let's hope it's on this year in person. And, yes, fingers and crossed. <laughs> it would be so good to have the festivals back. And I think the Byron Writers Festival is, is just such a wonderful experience. Yeah, uh, if it's on this year, I'll, I'll be putting my hand up to go again. You're the editor of a university magazine called Flunk. Yes, that's correct. Flunk's been a passion project of mine. The idea came very early in my university, in the time at university, just between me and a friend on campus. We we're on the Sirius College, which is the student accommodation at Lismore. And yeah, we just sort of like started spitballing this idea, like how amazing it would it be if we just like ran a student magazine. And so we looked into it and there was a student magazine previously called Scuzzum. And that had kind of, that had got funding and it had it had been around, they did a bunch of issues. And so the infrastructure was kind of there for something. So yeah, I just started putting our feelers out and it, it changed a lot since the first idea. We wanted to do something similar, something more journalistic and kind of involving all the schools. The idea was to get something from every single school, from the nursing school and engineering school and compile it all together in this one big publication. But I think we quickly realized that that was obviously going to be We'd bitten off more than we could chew there. But just from putting our feelers out, I was obviously already working in the the arts and the social sciences, and that's where I had all my connections. And what came back was a lot of creative work, a lot of short stories, some poetry, you know, some visual arts. And so I think that it was a natural way for that to go, just because creative writing students are writing something to be read and they're looking to publish it. So yeah, it was a good fit and we had all the infrastructure there and I was working with Lexer at the time so we could figure out funding and Emma Doolin's has been like, Dr. Emma Doolin's has been amazing amount of support she's given, you know. So I stayed back after class one day and just sort of asked her like, hey, we're looking to do a publication and what do you think? And I was not sure how she was going to respond and she went said, oh, sweet, you're going to do a publication? Amazing. Here, I'll give you everything you need to know. <laughs> like, Yeah, she's just been like this spring of like knowledge. It sounds like a big personal commitment of time for you. Yeah, it is. That's the industry standard, I'd say, for any editor of any publication is that you're going to put a lot of hours in and it's going to be for little like monetary gain, I'd say. But it really is a labour of love and I love working, putting it together and and the whole side from finding stories to editing them to, you know, I enjoy the whole process from start to finish. So it really is, it's very worthwhile for me. Are we going to see a new issue soon? Yeah, so we're working on our first printed edition. We have two issues online at the moment. So we are planning to get that one out in semester one. We're not sure when yet, but it'll be sometime in semester one just because it's our first time going to print. There's a lot of hurdles that we're going to have to contend with. So yeah, we'll we'll wait and see how it how it goes. But definitely, we're really excited to kind of have a first printed edition. We're going to be doing a 500 print run. 
and then try and just distribute them to the different campuses and and see what happens from there. That's unreal. How important is it to get published as an aspiring writer? Well, for me, it's obviously like the end goal. But yeah, I, I think that was also part of the reason why I wanted to get this off the ground is that especially for aspiring writers, kind of getting a few publications under your belt early, I think really helps later on. So we really wanted to make this publication as strong as it possibly could. We wanted it to look and feel like a professional publication so that it kind of had some weight behind it. You're published elsewhere, are you? Um, I had a story coming out in a in a journal, online journal, but I think it folded. So <laughs> ah. that was my first. I sold it for $25 and I was really excited. Oh, it's going to come out and <laughs> just like, just like disappeared off the face of the earth. I was like, oh, no. So... I'm going to have to go back to submitting it elsewhere. How do you cope with the rejection letters that are obviously such a part of this process? I don't know. I have a weird way of looking at it. I sort of take a weird pride in getting a rejection letter or, or try to, obviously. It's not. It's always going to sting a little bit, but I have a folder on my computer that that says rejection letters and I'm trying to stack it up. And I think you kind of have to take solace in the fact that every single successful writer is going to get rejected a lot some forever and <laughs> never get published. I mean, then that has to be okay too, because it's just, you do this for fun anyway. I think the problem is if you stop getting rejection letters, it means you're not putting your work out there. So you need to be putting it out there, getting rejected. And that kind of shows that you're doing the work. So I think it's important to kind of take some pride in it and try and stack them up. Good on you. You've got to be courageous. Also, we were working together on Study Buddy. Tell me about that experience. Yeah, Study Buddy has been a really good one for me. Well, when COVID hit, I kind of moved out of Lismore and that has been my hub for the community experience of university. And I moved back to Palm Beach just because the border was closing and I needed to pick which side I was going to end up on. We didn't know how hard the border closure was going to be at the time. Um, so yeah, I went over there and the only thing I sort of really had to keep me connected to the university was Study Buddy. And I think it's an amazing program for me personally, just because you get to sit in a room with your peers, you get to meet new students and kind of help them through some of the problems that they're experiencing and teaching someone and walking someone through it reinforces it in your own mind as well. But yeah, I mean, it was a great program even for workshopping your own work and talking to peers and sort of staying connected to the university experience. So for me, it was a really good program. I was kind of very lucky to get in when I did. Yeah, I agree. The connection was really good during COVID, but also just the tips that I picked up for my own personal study experience. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And last year, you were elected on to the Student Representative Council? Yes, that's correct. I saw that come up in my emails and I thought that would be a really good one to get involved with just because, I don't know, to be a voice for that creative sort of side of the university and kind of make sure that it's, it's still in the conversation at those levels. I think my experience with Flunk helped influence that because I do want to see a strong publication out of the university to help kickstart creatives' careers and make sure that that still lives on and is still sort of a priority, at least at some level. Do students approach you about the SRC? Yes, they're doing it a little bit different this year. So there's a student representative member from each of the schools. and I'm obviously Arts and Social Sciences. So there's a discussion board online that you can go to. And also our emails are being put out there as well. So if you're from the School of Arts and Social Sciences and you have a concern you want to raise or a question, you know, you can contact me. And then the idea is that in the next meeting, I can bring that up with Nanbar and and make sure that the concern is being heard at like the university level. It's got to be a great way to see how this institution really works. Yeah, and then that's sort of something that fascinates me as well. Universities are such big organisations and there's so many moving parts and 
the more things I get, I get involved with, the more you start to get some picture of how the whole thing kind of moves and how it works and getting more involved at all these different committees and different levels. It's just been a fascinating experience. Anything else you've been involved in? I applied for the New Colombo Plan Scholarship a while ago, very early on in my um, in my journey. I didn't get it, but the silver lining was that I worked really closely with the international department and through that, through seeing how hard I was working trying to get that scholarship, they kind of said, well, sorry you didn't get it, but hey, maybe we can give you something to kind of get over there. So we had a scholarship lined up to go to Japan, but unfortunately it happened so quick. Like I was literally in the office and we were talking and sorting it out and we had heard about this COVID thing and we were both kind of looking at each other like, is that going to be a thing? Ah, oh, no, I don't think it'll be a problem. Let's just carry on and, and start spinning the wheels and then maybe two weeks later it was just like done. <laughs> Pre-COVID times here at Southern Cross it was great to have Japanese students and the international students in the classroom. Yeah it was really great and we, obviously SCU had a big international presence up at Orion College there'd be a lot of even American students, Japanese mm-hmm. students, we had a lot of really big international presence so I think it was sad when that all that all went because we lost a lot of that and that was for me it was a big part of the university experience. Was that what motivated you to apply to go to Japan? I've been to Japan before and just loved it so much that I've always wanted to go back and find an excuse to go back. Uh, I also love like anime so <laughs> so the storytelling in anime is just for me like some of the best ever so I don't know, I've always just wanted to go back and and find a way to get back and this was one way to do it. Last year at the end of the year, there was a Student Excellence Awards program and I remember your name being called out then. Yeah, it was great to get something, I think, for that. Sometimes editing is a can be like somewhat a thankless job or just kind of so much work happens behind the scenes. So yeah, I think Dr. Emma Doolan again nominated me for that, just seeing how much work kind of goes into a publication and end up getting an award, which is really nice. Yeah, it's something I treasure. How long left do you have at SCU Snowy? One more year. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I, I, I might try and get to Japan. But barring that, I mean, I'd be happy to stay here and, and do a year in Lismore again and hopefully the Byron Bay Writers Festival and working with this podcast. There would, There's still lots here to kind of keep me involved and engaged and I, would, I wouldn't be unhappy either way. Do you have any future study plans? Yeah, I definitely want to go on to do honours. I'm taking an independent project this semester, which will be good. And that I'm trying to, I think I'm going to use that as sort of a building block into my honours project. Yeah, I'll use that as a stepping stone. And then I want to go on and do honours and potentially after that a PhD. Who knows? Southern Cross the whole way? Yeah, I think Southern Cross the whole way. I, I can't I can't leave now. It's, it's just been too good to me, I think. You've done so much, Snowy. You've really put your heart and soul into the student experience at Southern Cross. And and you're a great success. Truly inspiring. What advice would you give to a new student at Southern Cross? How can they get the best student experience? Well, I can only speak from my own experience, I guess. But for me, getting involved in as many things as possible was what made me excited to be a part of uni. I guess I can compare my first and second stints at university my first one I didn't really get involved in anything really I kind of just rocked up studied left and I didn't really kind of put any roots down whereas this time just kind of getting involved in as many committees as possible as many clubs as possible and you start to gain a bit of a picture for how the whole thing works so I'd say if someone was coming to university I'd say just kind of say yes to as many things as possible and join as many clubs as possible 
and you kind of start to get engaged in so many different things you see kind of see how the whole thing fits together so for me that was a big part of it and that's what I would recommend anyone else doing yeah you really got to put yourself out there don't you yeah I think so yes yeah cool great to have you here in the studio today Snowy thank you thank you Susie (laughs) 